You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. It's the Into Tomorrow broadcast for the weekend of Friday, June 10th, 2022, our 27th year, bringing you the latest in cool consumer tech. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And we're both coughing our brains out in on commercial breaks. <laughs> or <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> or even during the show. Uh, so what you're hearing is an edited version with far fewer coughs and throat clears and sniffles. Right. Sheesh. Why don't we have one of those big, giant plexiglass panels between us, you know, like they do at doctor's offices still because they still think that you need it. Well, maybe we should do that anyway. Just, you know. But make it, you know, like a black plexiglass. Oh, so you don't have to see me? <laughs> So you don't have to see me. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll, I'm going to go we'll with that. We'll just throw things at each other over the plexiglass. Yeah, right. But we're coming to you from the Dexcom G6 studios. Make knowledge your superpower for managing diabetes. Be sure to visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com. we got some tech news and commentary for you, and then we go to a call that talks about what? You got uh, Peter in San Francisco. He got a um, weird message from uh, T-Mobile on his phone. Wants oh. to know what that's all about. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see if we can't dig into that call shortly after some tech news and commentary. New privacy safeguards, map functionality, focus mode profiles. Those are just a small handful among the features of iOS 16, which Apple revealed at its developer conference this week, noting that the system will be available this fall and will work on models all the way back to the iPhone 8 or second-generation SE. The company's also introduced an Apple pay-buy-now, pay-later option, MacBook laptops with the M2 chip and an iPad OS 16 update, among many other things. So you made some notes from the Worldwide Developer Conference, or is that call letters of a new station, WWDC? It could be. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, of course, you, know, you mentioned iOS 16. They're calling it the biggest update ever to the lock screen, completely reimagining how it works. Well, okay. <laughs> like, maybe you can unlock it? Well, yeah, but you can now customize your lock screen with widgets, which you've already been able to do on the home screen as of the, the last couple of versions of Windows. But yeah. now you can customize the look of your lock screen as well, including adjusting the, the time and date font and color. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry that I'm not an iPhony. Users can also shuffle background photos throughout the day, if you so choose, or choose animated backgrounds, which Android has had for years. The focus feature will be expanded to the lock screen to allow users to choose how to filter notifications. And on iMessage, do you use iMessage? I do. Well, okay. Anytime an Apple person is messaging another Apple person. 
Apple persons. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so on iMessage, Apple added options to edit messages, unsend, and mark threads as unread. Now that can be handy. Yeah, and I've tried doing that many times already. You know, like, trying to like you can mark an email as unread by swiping on it. Well, if you do that with a text message, you're you're pinning that text message. So I'm constantly oh. pinning text messages, thinking that I can mark them as unread and deal with them later. Well, because it is important, I think, to be able to do that with a text message, because perhaps it's something you can't deal with at the moment, but you want to be reminded about it. So you want to mark it as unread, and then, hey, when I get home or to the office or back to my computer, I'll check it again and I'll deal with it. So I can see where that can come in handy for some people. They also announced SharePlay that will expand to iMessage, so users can watch or listen to media simultaneously and be able to stop and start in the same spot. Wow. So there you go. There's some options there that might make things interesting. Stay tuned. We're going to tell you lots more as the next couple or three hours continue here on Into Tomorrow. Meantime, Peter in San Francisco, California, listens to the free podcast on TuneIn. Hey, Peter. Well, I got a message from T-Mobile, who handles my account, and the SMS message said, your T-Mobile device has met unlock eligibility. To unlock your device, please follow the instructions found here. And they give me a link. So I opened the link in my browser, and there's all of these instructions on how to unlock my phone, and I don't understand. I mean, I have to unlock my phone every time I use it anyway. So what are they telling me here, Dave? I don't understand. Should I do it? Should I ignore it or just don't pay any attention to it? Well, I think, Peter, you can ignore it. T-Mobile isn't telling you anything about your phone's day-to-day settings, like locking a phone daily or leaving it unlocked. And it's not telling you anything about locking or unlocking your device, as in needing to do it to keep your service working. You likely paid off your phone or enough of it, and T-Mobile is letting you know that you can remove the lock that forces it to only work with T-Mobile and not other cell phone companies. Yeah, unlocking it would be useful if you were to be interested in switching mobile phone service providers. Like if you wanted to leave T-Mobile for AT&T, although I don't know why you'd do that. That's yeah. just you know, trading in a bad service for a worse service. Yeah, that would um, just be silly. Yeah. Or if you wanted to use it abroad with a local carrier to save some money. That makes sense. These days, texting abroad is free on almost every T-Mobile plan, and most offer free data roaming as well. But unless you're traveling to Canada or Mexico or you're on a more expensive monthly plan, your data speeds will be capped at 2G speeds, which is enough for messaging, emails, and VOIP calls, but will likely struggle with anything with an image, let alone a video. Oh, yeah. Uh, And that's really the main reason people connect to foreign carriers these days. Yeah. Now, if you're not looking to change carriers or connect to a foreign network using their local plans, then you can pretty much ignore that notice. It's optional, and T-Mobile won't complain about you making it harder to leave them. So let us know, Peter, if that hopefully answered your question. Uh, Leave it alone. Don't worry about it. Just go on and be happy all the way into tomorrow. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. 
no medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral cost skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log, call LifeCare at Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline, our 27th year on the air covering the latest in cool consumer tech. And of course, that always includes products and services and gadgets and gizmos and websites and gaming and all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. So we're delighted that you've tuned in. Even more delighted when you call in and participate on the show, not just because we're in the middle of our cool into tomorrow hot summer giveaway. And all you need to do to qualify to win incredible prizes is be heard on the air. So call in with a question, a comment, a concern, help for other listeners, whatever the case, as long as it involves consumer tech and it gets on the air, you automatically qualify. Very easy ways to participate. Three easy ways, as a matter of fact. You can choose whichever is best for you. Uh, One, of course, I'm sure you already have downloaded our free Into Tomorrow app from your favorite app store. And then there's a little message to studio button. You can click that and join us anytime at your convenience. You sound like you're right here in the studio with us when you do that. Or you can use the Ask Dave microphone button that's available at our website at intotomorrow.com. You'll see on the right-hand side, on any device that has a browser and a microphone, so your phone, your tablet, your computer, your laptop, whatever, you can click that Ask Dave mic button and participate that way. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way, picking up the phone and hitting those digits, 800-899-INTO, 800-899-4686. Either way, participate. And win. Call in. Win stuff, as you hear all the time on our show. With a goal of sparking interest in the field of computer science, our next guest created a fun, thoughtful, and challenging optimization board game. He's the creator of NumRail. I think that's how he says it. We'll find out in a moment. And his name is Wendley Centil. Wendley, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? Hey, Dave, I'm doing pretty good, and I'm happy to be here. Uh, terrific. Where are you joining us from today? I am joining live from Apopka, Florida, and ah. not too far from your studio. Oh, very cool. Yeah, you're just kind of up the road uh, a piece. We're in Miami, so how about that? So, fellow yeah. Floridians, glad to have you. Am I pronouncing it that correct, numrail, like number rail? Is that how you say it? Yes, you got it right. It's numbrail, so it's like number and like trail, so oh, numbrail. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the game and how does this help, uh, especially in the field of computer science? Ah, uh, yes, of course. 
So Numbrel, it's uh, at the base of it is a five by five board game, and uh, and each cell is like a number from one to nine. And, and the goal of the game is for the challenge. It's for uh, a player to get 61 points. Um, so the game itself is an optimization game. And uh, there is some thinking that's involved as well. So as you're getting points, you kind of like want your opponents to get points, but not as much as you. Uh, so that's where the challenge comes into play. Oh, so in this case, you want mm-hmm. your opponent to score, but not as much, uh, because that's part of the game. Why 61 points? It seems like an odd number. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the challenge of the game uh, really is that of course, you, you want your opponent to play, but you don't want to be too greedy because, you know, there's there's optimization that you want to do there. Uh, but at the same time, you want to optimize for, for your part as well. Um, so the number 61, really, the, the way that it's played is that the, the numbers on the board is like one to nine. And then we want to distribute it evenly so that each of the numbers are, are, are correct enough. And at the same time, because it's, a, it's an optimization game, we don't want to, to overload the player, kind of like how much do I need to get to win at the end of it. Uh, so we kind of settle on, on an arbitrary number 61, and we train our model to optimize for that number in the game itself. Oh, okay. So you don't want to get less than or more than 61. The goal is to get to 61, right? Yeah, the goal is to get to 61 if you, if like the optimal player will get to that, uh, but not everyone gets to 61, and, and that's okay. Uh, usually I say, you know, if you get to 58 or more, uh, you should feel good about yourself. Uh, but the goal itself to be if, to if you truly optimize uh, the game and if you want to understand the dynamics of the game uh, is to get to 61. 61 is the goal. Gotcha. So how'd you come up with this idea? Uh, were you just kind of sitting around with some friends one day and thought, mm-hmm. let's do a little online game and uh, and get a little more creative than the typical board game? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good question. Uh, the idea came, I think, it's it's been a few years in the making. So when I graduated from school, and I think in 2015, and I was looking for work, uh, I went on, on a few technical interviews. And uh, one of the interview interviewer asked me a question about this concept in uh, programming. It's, it has to do with, they call it dynamic programming. And it's kind of like a subset of algorithm that focuses on, on optimization. And, and the question itself was like, they gave us a list of numbers. So it wasn't a matrix. It wasn't like a kind of like a chessboard. And the goal is that you, uh, the to write a program so you can optimize how much you can get. Like I take a number and the AI will take a number. And at the end of the successful program, I should get the most out of, uh, out of the, the game. And usually a lot of time when people hear, you know, dynamic programming and optimization, you know, they think it has to be super complicated. Yeah. <laughs> but that's actually things we do every day, right? If, if I have to do 10 things for, for the week, you know, I have 10 events to attend to, I'm kind of thinking, you know, on my, in my planning, uh, what do I want to do first? You know, do I want to go to the gas station before I, you know, I go to the supermarket? Like things like that. Uh, it's kind of like a daily application of optimization that we do every day, actually. Oh, so that kind of thinking mm-hmm. is dynamic programming that we that we mm-hmm. perform every day. <laughs> yes, yes, pretty much. So, if you, let's say I go to the store, for example, uh, I don't know if people use cash nowadays, but I, I let's <laughs> say I pay the cashier and they have to give me change back. Let's say a dollar twenty-five or a dollar twenty-six. I would prefer if they give me like one dollar, like a quarter in a penny, right? right? That's kind of like optimization instead of getting like twenty six pennies, but you know, ah, gotcha. <laughs> it's going to be very pleasant. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that kind of mm-hmm. makes sense. Now you mentioned AI, so are we able to play Numrail just with the computer, or do we need an opponent somewhere else in the world online? How does that part work? Yes, Numrail has a few features in it. Uh, there is the AI that powers the game, so the there is a concept of a daily challenge. 
and that challenge is actually play against the AI. And uh, when I was programming the game, I, I trained the AI to be very like super smart. So there's a few, I think there's a, more than a billion tests. I think up to a trillion tests that went into making it very powerful. Oh wow! Uh, and at the same time, uh, you can also play with your friends. So there's a feature that allows uh, players to play with a friend if, if that's something that they desire. Okay, very cool. And I want to remind our radio audience that, of course, we have this video interview or this interview on video. So you want to come and see because I'm going to ask you to give us an idea uh, how to play the game. What does it look like? Because when I bring up your website, NumRail. N-U-M-B-R-A-I-L, numrail.com. It's just some numbers, and it says, Player One's Turn to Play. Uh, So kind of, if you would, maybe walk us through it, show us how you play the game, and perhaps we'll get a few people saying, oh, I'm into that. Let's let's give that a try. Yeah, of of course. I'm happy to uh, give a walkthrough. I have to confess, sometimes the AI is... uh much more powerful than me, but a oh, lot of times... Yeah, but I, you programmed it, right? <laughs> so the artificial intelligence, if it's programmed by you, hopefully it's not taking uh, over. <laughs> uh, it's not taking over, uh, but every now and then, it kind of put me in my place, but okay. I respect love that. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, very cool. So please, uh, show us how to play the game. Sounds good. So I'll give a brief overview. Uh, when you go to the website, kind of send you into this landing page. Usually, you will say player one. If you want to change your name, you can click on the player one, and you can change your name there. Uh, I put my name as Wanli. And uh, the original game is like five by five, and the player needs to get 61 points to win. Uh, like a lot of time when people come and they try to click, they don't really... <laughs> so there's a challenge in that. So there's a help section to kind of like give people overview uh, on how the game is played and some of the dynamics of the games as well. And again, uh, so, now for the radio audience who've not yet seen the video, when you say five by five, it's five numbers across and five numbers down, right? Yes, that's correct. It's okay. a matrix, so there's five numbers across and five numbers down. Right. And each sales has a number between one and nine. Okay. Uh, and the total of the board is 121. But to win, you actually need uh, 61 points to, to, to win. So we can arbitrarily select, I guess, any number the first few times because you're certainly not going to get to 61 with a couple of clicks. Um, yes. But, and, but then the computer takes over, right? Or a friend that you're playing with takes over, also yes. selecting numbers uh, to see who can get to 61. Yes. So the... the uh, board, the setup of the game is like there is different type of cells. So there's cells that are open that you can select and there's cells that are not open yet and they open based on certain actions. So the, there's three types of cells. So there's what we call the corner cells, which is the numbers that, that are on the corners of the board. And at the beginning of the game, all of those cells are open. Uh, so you will see there's a check mark next to them that say they are open. Right. And all the other cells inside this box, if you will, have locks on them. They are locked. So basically, the, the way for a cell to be open, like the border cell, for example, like the one that are on the borders, is that the number next to them has to be selected. So once the number next to them is selected, then they, be, they become open. So they become eligible for someone else to pick them. Okay. So click. can you click mm-hmm. on one to show us how that works? <laughs> of course. So here, for example, if I click on the three, for example, the seven and the six going to open. So I, I might not want that because they are going to get more points. So I, I click on the eight instead. So they get the six and the one being open. So now you can see the AI already make the choice. They pick six, then it's my turn to go again. Right? Uh-huh. So if I go now, like if I pick this, that six here, that four is going to open. So I think, okay, I'm going to get more points. So that's, that's good. So I go and say, okay, let me click the six. 
Now, are, are, Windley, are these numbers always random and in different places, different numbers, or do they always start the same way? The numbers are always random. So okay. for each board, the configuration is, is different. Um, gotcha. But there is, each board has a few solutions, uh, but uh, the, the numbers are not always the same. That's okay. correct. Gotcha. So like in, in, in this example, so now we have like a few choices open. Like if I get the one, for example, that would be a very bad choice because they'll get the seven, right? We probably don't want that, the nine uh, quite yet. So we'll probably get the four instead and let the AI uh, take something else, right? They get the two. If I get the three at the bottom, I don't know if you can tell, like the nine will open up. Right? Uh, the nine next to it will open up. Okay. And like as a player, if I'm trying to optimize, okay, do I want to get three and let them get nine? Uh, maybe not, right? Uh, at the same thing, if, time, if I get that three, that the six and the seven is going to open up. So I think that's, that might be a better choice uh, than the nine at the bottom. Sorry to interrupt the game, Wendley, but we have to take a quick break. And when we come back, I promise we are going to finish this game. you got to check it out in the meantime. So visit us at intotomorrow.com. Be sure to see the video of this interview with the creator of NumRail. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. We're chatting with the creator of NumRail, Wendley Sentiel. Well, meanwhile, though, have we been watching the AI play the game as well? Is that the different colored boxes that have popped up? Yeah, that's correct. So I'm the green, so I'm the oh, green okay. on the side. Gotcha. So when I select the three here, the AI is going to select next to me. But they are so fast that like, they don't even have to think in a way. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, they seem to have popped up <laughs> the instant you hit a number because, of yeah. course, the computer is smarter and faster than all of us. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, 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 yes, they are very reactive. So you see, as you can tell, the pick the six. Uh, I can pick the four. Right? They will pick the one because they don't want to pick the seven for me to get the nine. Yeah, they, they're trying to optimize as well. 
Wow, uh, my, my brain hurts because it's already too much math, but <laughs> but I can see how this can be certainly intriguing, whether you're playing with a, a, a real live opponent, uh, mm-hmm. a real person, or if you're playing with the artificial intelligence, I can see where it can certainly be a challenge. And I'm noticing, so if you're the green, you have 25 points right now, but the AI has 20 points, right? Yes, yes. Okay. And- and don't be fooled because even though I have 25, the AI is doing pretty well. Uh, <laughs> 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 yes, kudos to the AI, right? <laughs> because let's say in this instance, like, what do you think is a good option? We have seven, we have one, and we have three at the bottom. Oh my God, you're asking me to think. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say uh, three at the bottom right there. Sounds good. We take the th- which one? This three or yeah, this one? No, the bottom right. The bottom one. Yeah, so watch me be nine. way wrong. Okay, and the computer immediately <laughs> took nine. Now we're at, you have 28 and the computer has 29. Hmm. Yes, they're on a good path. Uh, it's okay, we'll get the five. And it's only we'll a three-hour show, so we've got to finish this game. <laughs> <laughs> we'll finish it, so we'll take the eight, you see. If, okay. if I take the seven here at the top, yeah. they will get the nine. Uh, right. Uh, if I take the two here, they get the eight, which is okay because I can get the nine. So I'll say, okay, let me get the two instead. Okay. Uh, so I can get the nine. But, well, you've uh, got to see this on video, folks. So be sure to visit us at intotomorrow.com and look for the NumRail interview, and you'll see the game being played and why I'm confused. <laughs> but go, <laughs> all right, go ahead. So now yeah, the so. score is 43U and 45 computers. So we're certainly getting closer to 61. Somebody's got to win. We're getting closer. So if we get the nine, that yeah. would be us at, at 52. Right. Well, they're still protecting for that nine, which is what they're going for. So if I get that seven, they will get the nine. I, I have no choice. If I get the two instead, let's say I don't want to give, give them the nine yet. Yeah. I get the four. So I'm kind of cornered in a way. So let's say I get the two. Okay. Uh, just to see what they do. You see, they did get the four. They did. I get the seven. Guess what? Hmm. 7 plus 54 is ah, 61. Plot thickens. So you won against the computer. Yeah, so, I'm so impressed. And, and there you go. Congr- a superb accomplishment, it says. Congratulations. And then you can even share it on, no doubt, anti-social media or something to say that you beat the computer. Yeah, that's, that's correct. Very cool. So then uh, how would uh, another player, instead of AI, you, you want to play with a, a friend uh, across the street or around the world, how would they get involved? Just go to the website and you both log in or something or what? How does that work? So the way it works, you go to the website and there's a menu uh, right on the top uh, left corner. You click on the menu and there's a section that's a play with friends. So you click on play with friends. Uh, Once you click on there, it's going to give you like, it's going to ask you to enter your name since I I use the default name. And then it gives you an ID that you can share with your friend. Okay. And they can join you by entering that ID and you can play together. Got you. And certainly the computer is not your friend. So (laughs) you you wouldn't be playing (laughs) with the computer as a friend. (laughs) Oh man, that's, that's wild. So uh, there's got to be a couple of features that you like in particular about NumRail, aside from the fact that, like I said, it hurt my brain to have to add. Um, but it, I can see how it can be addictive though. Yeah, there's a few features uh, I think are very powerful. Uh, one thing I, I, I realized is that a lot of people... Like, and and, and let's, let's go back to not sharing your screen so we can see you talk to us now, unless you had something to show. Okay, there we go. Yes. <laughs> now we're back the, with Wendley. All right. One of the good features and uh, one of the powerful features I like with Numbrel is that there's a practice mode. 
Uh, it's a smaller board. It's a three by three and so five by five. Oh, uh, for people not to feel too overwhelmed. And it's you only have to get twenty two points in that one. It's and it, but it's very good. It's still the same concept. Yeah. Uh, and telling people, you know, kind of like training your brain how to optimize, uh, given given the computer to take, and then at the at the end of the day, you still want to get that six to one. Oh, for sure. I, I'd probably have a calculator next to me just to cheat a little bit, you know, and not have to to think uh, so much. But I can see where it's fun, and I can, you know, now I get it. When I first went to the website, of course, I wasn't playing. It was like. Okay, so numrail, it's a bunch of numbers. Now what? Yeah. But showing us, uh, as you did, makes perfect sense. So we invite our audience to check out numrail.com, N-U-M-B, like number, rail, as he said, like trail without a T, right? So R-A-I-L, numrail.com. And, of course, we'll get you there when you visit our site at intotomorrow.com. Wendley, the creator of numrail, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us. Have fun. We'll see if maybe you can play against some of our audience. Thank you, Dave, and thanks to all your listeners as well. Oh, our pleasure. Again, numrail.com. Do check it out. Visit us at intotomorrow.com. Check out the video, too. I think a lot of you are going to enjoy playing numrail, and uh, and you should. What the heck? Uh, it's, a, it's a nice thing that's, you know, you don't have to worry about finding words or scrambling or doing <laughs> goofy stuff. Just have some fun with numbers at numrail.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. Into Tomorrow continues right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you want a company that's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. That's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or visit Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Listening to Into Tomorrow. I'm Cameron Graveline, reminding you to participate by letting us hear you on the show and win prizes. Call 800 899 Into, use a free Into Tomorrow app, or click the Ask Dave microphone at intotomorrow.com. Now, back to the guys. All right. Thank you, Cameron. Uh, always helping promote Into Tomorrow, but always interested in helping the Prize Closet team send you goodies when you participate. And of course, stay tuned because it is the hot summer giveaway time frame. And we're already giving away a plethora of cool things. And we're about to tell you some of those cool things coming up in just uh, moments. Yes, mere moments. So stay tuned and then you'll want to make a note about so many different easy ways to participate. And you could do just that. By the way, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. If you want to become a podcaster, Blueberry Podcasting makes it easy to publish, analyze, and grow your show. Visit blubrry.com. Breathing may be something you can do in your sleep, but are you doing it effectively? With this week's Into Tomorrow wellness tip brought to you by Human Touch, here's Victoria Ladock. Thanks, Dave. Since breathing comes naturally, it may not be something you think a lot about, but breathing practices may help to enhance the effectiveness of your breathing. There are two ways to breathe, through your mouth and your nose. 
but the nostrils filter warm and humidify air in a way that the mouth cannot. Proper breathing starts in the nose and then moves to the stomach as your diaphragm contracts. The belly expands and your lungs fill with air. This is the most efficient way to breathe, as it pulls down on the lungs, creating negative pressure in the chest, resulting in airflow into your lungs. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladock. Back to you, Dave. Thank you, Victoria. And you know, she's very right about that, but she's also right about how we tend to not think much about it. You just breathe, right? Until you are in the hospital for a month with the Rona and you can't breathe. Then you think about it a lot. That was bizarre. Coming up on two years ago, and I'm still having post-COVID issues. Go figure. The Into Tomorrow Wellness Tip is brought to you by Human Touch. Change the way you experience wellness. You can find out how by visiting humantouch.com. And trust me, you'll be glad you did. The cool Into Tomorrow Hot Summer Giveaway. Oh, yes, we mentioned that it's underway. We're a couple of weeks in already. And a lot of folks are making notes of the kinds of things that they would love to have. And while we always have to say that legal nonsense, no promises, no guarantees, when you call in and participate any number of ways and you're heard on the air, mention at least two or three or four, not the whole list. Notice two or three or four. A couple of items that you'd like to have. We'll do our best to get those to you. And among those items we've got... From Obvious Solutions, they sent us a box full of their Minder laptop tower stands and their Minder portable folding Bluetooth keyboards. Oh, very cool stuff. From Skosh, a bunch of goodies. They're always helping out. Rhythm Plus 2.0 armband heart rate monitors. How about their PowerUp 600 jump starter with flashlight and USB charging outlet? Their GoBat 5K portable power bank. Oof, and their Magic Mount Pro Charge 5 for MagSafe and Qi, or QI, enabled phones. You use one of those and love it. I do. Uh, Limitless Innovation sent us a bunch of their Tiki Tunes Bluetooth speaker with LED flickering flame effect. They're very cool looking, yeah. and they sound great for a Bluetooth speaker that small. It really works. From Pivo, several of their Pivo Pod Active. You can capture video and images with 360-degree motion tracking, target exposure, and auto zoom. Each of those is worth 150 bucks. They sent a bunch of them. You can use that to record yourself uh, riding the uh, Denago 48-volt electric bike from bike.com. Wow. Amazing how almost everyone's asking for that. $1,500 value. It's amazing. And we've got one that we've been playing with, so we take turns riding it around and just having a good old time with that. So how does one participate to win any of these? And by the way, there's a whole bunch more. Stay tuned because we haven't gotten to all of them. You just got to simply participate. You just got to simply. You like the name like that. Yeah. Okay. Just, just just simply participate on the show by letting us hear you. You could uh, call the 800 number, 800-899-4686. You could use the free Into Tomorrow app for your iOS or Android device. Or click well, that. What happens if you use the app? It's like, okay, fine. Download the app. Please give us five stars and a review. And right there on that main page in the app, you'll see yeah. a little button that says Message Studio. Ah, okay. Couldn't and be simpler. Could it could well it could be if we were there pushing the button for well, you yeah. but you got to push the button yourself and then it sounds like you're right here in the studio with us but we promise we won't cough on you right all right so that would be using the app okay you can do a similar thing on our uh, site at intotomorrow.com and click that ask dave microphone 
You can do the same thing. You can uh, record a message right there and send it here. So you would notice that on any device that has a browser and a microphone. Yes. Use it. On the right-hand side, sometimes the lower right as you go there, depending on which you're, which device you're using, you'll see a little red microphone that says, Ask Dave. Just click it. And then we ask you to give us your first name, where you're calling from, and how you hear the show. Yeah. So don't forget to do that, because otherwise it's difficult <laughs> to get back to you. So that would be important. There you go. Well, see, it is easy to call in and win stuff, as Cam always says. Call in, win stuff. Thank you. Well, thank you. I, I just said that. Jump aboard the time machine. You've got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. History, 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 history. Here's Chris. This. Oh, people are, you, are cheering for you. Are you excited or are you saying that I'm a Yahoo? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this week, way back in 1752, founding father Benjamin Franklin finally got the opportunity he'd been waiting for to prove a connection between lightning and electricity. As the skies over Philadelphia darkened, he gathered his supplies. A simple kite, string, a house key, and a Leyden jar, which was a primitive form of capacitor to store an electric charge. He then hurried out to a field and let his kite fly. Contrary to popular misconceptions, his kite was not struck by lightning. If it had been, he probably would have been killed. Aye, Dave. Uh, instead, his kite picked up on the ambient electrical charge from the storm. When he noticed the loose ends on the, the hemp string standing erect, he moved his finger near the key and felt that same spark that we've all experienced after walking on carpet in our socks. Franklin continued his work with electricity, ultimately perfecting an invention we still use in many buildings today, the lightning rod. Oh. This week in 1983, Dr. Sally Ride became the first American woman in space, beginning her ride aboard the space shuttle Challenger for a six-day odyssey. Oh, yeah. Dr. Ride remains the youngest American astronaut to have traveled to space, having done so at the age of 32. Uh-huh. And this week in 2000, the Federal Communications Commission approved the merger of Bell Atlantic and GTE, marking the final regulatory hurdle for the new combined company, which got its name by combining the Latin word veritas, meaning truth, and the English word horizon to become Verizon. Wait, so they're touting (laughs) truth? Yeah. Okay. Truth is apparently over the horizon for them. (laughs) Yes, apparently. It's just beyond their reality, perhaps. Yeah. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the global innovation show since 1924 for consumer tech and home appliances. Get more info at ifa-berlin.com. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Well, goodbye then. Goodbye then. We, we get the idea. When you also visit us, which of course you do, we hope, maybe even bookmark us, that'd be sweet, at intotomorrow.com, a little box pops up. Asking only for your email address, which, by the way, for the record, we do not share with anyone. Never have, never will. All these years, we keep your email private. And all we do with it is sign you up for our free once-a-week tech newsletter. Every Thursday evening Eastern Time, a tech newsletter gets dispatched, which has, I know you may not believe this, tech news in it. Go figure. And lets you know who's on the show this week. And let you know perhaps uh, some of the info from some of the calls so you know what to anticipate. So, oh, I've got an issue like that. Let me be sure to tune in and get that info. And I'll tell you the prizes that we're giving away. And and uh, we've got some hmm thoughts to make you smile or think or smirk or roll your eyes. We also have links to the This Week in Tech History video starring me. 
so starring you can check, so you can check that Chris out. Yeah. or starring tech history. Well, yeah. You just happen to be delivering it. Yeah. And is the second generation M2 processor better than the M1? Well, it depends. We tell you everything you need to know about Apple's latest silicon and whether you should choose it for your next MacBook, among other things. That just gives you a little sampling of the tech newsletter. Sign up at intotomorrow.com. take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills just pour them in and hero does the rest so easy to use and saves me so much time i never miss a dose i'm never late for a dose anymore and that is so critical to me what I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing. But you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Are you anxious to get on the show? Of course you are, because not only will we answer your questions or address your concerns or share your tech rage or share your help for other listeners, love those kind of calls especially, but you win fabulous prizes. Stay tuned because we continue to tell you more of what's going on during the hot summer giveaway. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. Text radio to 35000. Helen, who didn't tell us where she was calling from or how she hears us, but she did use the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Helen. Hi, Dave. Is there any way that I could tell if someone's placed an air tag on my vehicle oh. unknown to me? Just wondering if there's a safe to check for that. Well, very timely question, and thank you for asking it, Helen. If you've got an iPhone, it will do it for you and actively alert you if an air tag is around. And if it's happened to be around you and away from its owner for a certain period of time, the alert is a notification. The AirTag will also beep loudly and allow you to disable it. Yeah, iPhones also allow you to search for nearby devices that haven't been around you for long enough to trigger an alert by going into the Find My app and clicking on Items. By the way, I, I think that's the worst name for the app anyway. Find yeah. My. It used to be called Find My iPhone, and then it's it could be just Find My Device, but you know, yeah. just, just Find My Anyway, um, but there should be an option under there for nearby devices. From there, you'll be able to see where it has moved with you, uh, make it play a sound, and you'll see instructions on how to disable it. It's basically a how-to guide on removing the battery, but if it's not yours, hitting it with a hammer and dunking it into a glass of water after it's been cracked is also an option. <laughs> that is an option. It's not yours. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Now, if you're using an Android phone, Apple released an Android app called Tracker Detect 
that will more or less do the same thing that native iOS version does. It will detect air tags nearby, alert you, and again, instruct you how to remove the battery, disabling the darn thing. Of course, I'd be curious about who the heck is stalking me. Yeah, and it's sad because this is a device that really could be very useful in helping people track their things and sure. track down a lost item. But then, of course, as with a lot of things, people come in nefariously and use them for other purposes. Yeah, I mean, that's where tech is not good for us. So, Helen, I hope we solved that problem for you, answered your question. And anyone else with an issue, let us know. Into Tomorrow.